New casualties in the streaming war. We're going to talk about that and more on today's episode of the Geek Watch Podcast. This is the Geek Watch Podcast with Brian Hatcher and Mandy Petrie. Greetings, Geek Watchers, and welcome to episode 159 of Geek Watch Podcast. I'm Brian Hatcher, and back in the studio, Geek Watch's own resident geek goddess, Mandy Petrie. Glad to be back, Brian. And so we've got some things to talk about today, and I always hate to do the in memoriams, but these last two weeks have been crazy. Yeah, especially in our world. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, for sure. So Mm -hmm. we'll start at the beginning. July 24th, David Warner passed away. And, of course, his hands have been all over geek culture. The first time I remember seeing him on anything was he played Jack the Ripper in a movie called Time After Time. Have you ever heard of that? That sounds familiar. Is Christopher Reeves in that? Christopher Reeves is not. uh, Okay, then I'm thinking of something different. Yeah, you're thinking about a time travel movie that he did. Basically, David Warner plays Jack the Ripper, who steals H.G. Wells' time machine. (laughs) H.G. Wells played by Malcolm McDowell. And goes into, at the time was present day, it's the 70s. And Malcolm McDowell's H.G. Wells gets the time machine back and goes into the future to bring him back. I enjoy this, yes. It's a wonderful. I love all those things you just said. Oh, it's it's a glorious. (laughs) Mary Steenburgen is in this movie also. Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting film. It was, like I said, it's a 70s classic. Mm. I love that. And speaking of time travel, of course, he was credited as the evil genius in Time Bandits. And uh, we could spend all day talking about stuff he was in, uh, Doctor Who, and most Star Trek fans are going to remember him from those two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation, where he was a Cardassian doll who tortures Picard. There are four lights. Yep. Yep. But yeah, absolutely just mm-hmm. an unbelievable actor, and uh, his contributions to geek culture were immeasurable. Right. And with July the 28th, we lost Bernard Cribbins, a.k.a. Willip Mott. Yes. Of course, he, uh, there were uh, pictures of him and the filming that he was doing for the 60th, so we will get to see him one last time. Yes. And so that's gonna, that will be good. Pat Carroll passed away July the 30th, and of course she was the voice of Ursula in The Little Mermaid. And then, of course, July the 30th was also Nichelle Nichols. Oh, that one was just... Man, I could not. It just, it, it really yeah, that crushed w- my heart. Yeah, and that, that, that was definitely a rough one for yeah. sure. I mean, you can't even begin to talk about what she was able to contribute to sci-fi, you know, mm-hmm. as a black woman. And, of course, right. the inspiration that she was to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And just really, like, the moments. Of course, she was... It's fantastic. Is my cousin was staying with me this weekend. It was mm-hmm. her and her daughter. And she's a black woman. And I was like, oh, that, that breaks my heart. And we got to talking, and she didn't know the story about Nichelle Nichols meeting Martin Luther King. Right. Yes, and to, to the Geek Watchers who don't know this, Nichelle Nichols was going to quit Star Trek. She didn't know how popular it was, and she was going to go and sing on Broadway. And one night, she met Martin Luther King, and he said... We love the show. I let my kids stay up late to watch it. And she says, I'm actually going to leave. And he said, you can't. You cannot leave. Right now, you are the only black woman on TV who is not a maid. Yeah. And and that's just, it's such a good, hearing that, it was such beautiful. And getting to tell my cousin about it, what 
because of geek culture, because of sci-fi, we look into the future, and that's what Star Trek always was supposed to be, this utopian future where everyone was equal and everyone was learning to get past all of our differences. And she was just a massive oh, part of that. Absolutely. And, of course, she was an officer and was treated as an equal. And things that we take for granted. Mm -hmm. An episode where she had to help fly the ship Mm -hmm. and it wasn't a big deal when anybody seeing it at the time would have considered that a huge deal. Mm -hmm. And of course, she was half of the first interracial kiss on television. Yes. And she was. Love Star Trek. Groundbreaking in so much, so many ways. Oh, yeah. And and of course, uh, later on in life, of course, Nichelle was an ambassador for NASA and they invited her many times. And of course, she inspired a lot of women to look to the stars Mm -hmm. and of course she'll definitely be missed for sure but the last of the in memoriam and this is the one that was like a huge shock because no one saw this coming at all we got to say a goodbye to bad girl the bad girl movie oh my gosh i still i had to look up a couple different articles i was like surely not surely they see how important this movie is going to be and Brian, we've got to we've got to Zack Snyder cut this. We have got to say, release Batgirl. We want her. Just everything about this movie. You know, my my love of Batman. Batman being my first love, and then seeing all these pictures and her in the best Batgirl costume that's ever been, and it just looked great. And Michael Keaton was gonna be a part of it as Batman, and I am so distraught. <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people are, <laughs> and. What really started this at the beginning was, and we've talked about this before, because this started off back in the pre-COVID to COVID days, when a lot of people were worried, including me and you, were worried that movie theaters were never coming back. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to be naming names as far as people at Warner Brothers, and you can look all that stuff up. I don't want to make this sound like I'm making accusations to anybody's judgment or whatever, but leadership at Warner Brothers at the time decided, hey, we need to focus more on HBO Max because movie theaters are going away. That was what they were basically counting on is that the new normal for COVID, no one's going to go to theaters and watch movies. So we need to pivot and focus more on HBO Max. And that's why in 2021, everything that Warner Brothers released in the theaters, they also released on HBO Max simultaneously, which didn't pan out very well for them. There was a huge amount of controversy over that. There were a lot of bridges that were burned. Movie theaters felt betrayed. Yeah, Yeah, they Mm -hmm. felt betrayed because obviously there's no way for them to make a whole lot of money on movies if you can just stay at home and watch them for free. Mm -hmm. Which I have to admit, in 2021, that's what I did. And not just the movies. They had some freaking awesome tv shows we got peacemaker and was it euphoria and there's mm-hmm. many there were their tv shows were hitting out of the park yeah and it's doing so good yeah and there were a lot of shows that carried over from where they had the dc streaming service and mm-hmm. moved to hbo max but right. what the plan was is they decided that the best way of producing movies from this point forward was We'll just do like a standard like $70 million for film and we'll, we'll just make that just the base budget and we'll try to bring 
all our movies in around 70 million and then we'll push it out to while theaters are still an option we'll continue to do that but our focus is going to be hbo max building up that Mm -hmm. which of course is why we got the snyder cut and why we got a lot of these movies around the 70 million dollar mark which batgirl was one of them That was one of those $70 million movies. Mm -hmm. And so basically the plan was it wasn't even going to get a theatrical release because the leadership of Warner Brothers had figured that movie theaters were going to be gone by then. And so there wasn't going to be any way to release it theatrically. It was going to have to be HBO Max. But we all know that things have lightened up and that people are going back to theaters now. And so Warner Brothers are wanting to basically cross over these bridges that they've already burned. (laughs) And the problem with Batgirl is an issue that has... It started really when Discovery bought out Warner Brothers. And they also got HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And there has been this plan for a while to take HBO Max and basically get rid of it. Mm -hmm. It's going to all be Discovery+. Plus. Obviously, not all the shows from HBO Max are going to go to Discovery Plus, but some of them will. Mm -hmm. And so they are basically working out what's going to happen. But now we have new management at Warner Brothers. And that new management is doing everything that they can do to rebuild these bridges that the old guard carpet bombed and destroyed. They want to start rebuilding those relationships with movie theaters. And basically, Batgirl gets caught in the middle of all this because it was not meant to be a film to go to theaters. And basically, after a couple of test screenings, the film was declared unsalvageable. They said with the $70 million budget, the costumes in motion look terrible, especially Batman's costume. It says it looks dreadful. And again, Warner Brothers, their statement, they're not laying the blame on anybody who is in the movie. The main actress, uh, Leslie Grace, they're saying this has nothing to do with how she performed. It's just that this movie is not going to work. And they figured basically the movie looks too small to put in a theater. It's not something they feel like they could add more to it and make it more theatrical. Plus... To advertise it domestically and internationally is going to be millions more. And the advertising is just more money. And everything that I've heard about people who've seen test screenings and even what some insiders at Warner Brothers have said to some people online have said that this movie is terrible. It is god-awful. It is unsalvageable. But it's also not one that they want to drop onto HBO Max or Discovery Plus because Warner Brothers Discovery feels like it's so bad it would hurt the DC brand. And honestly, with what they're going to have to deal with Flash, it's a lump they can't afford to take. They basically sat down and said, what are we going to do about Batgirl? And they figured, sad as it is to say the best way we can make the most money off of this film is to put it on the shelf and take the tax break on it. They said anything, because the thing about it is the fact that they've said, we're going to do the tax break on it, that they're going to basically write it off on their taxes. It means they can't show it anywhere because the moment they show it anywhere, even on HBO max, they're disqualified because they have the ability 
to make a profit off of it. Probably they're not going to, mm-hmm. but the minute they release it, then they are going to have to gorilla that that footage yeah. out for us and somebody then yeah. let then let the internet all of the talented people on the internet do some do their own CGI and fix it up and make it look good and. Yeah, I just, it's just, it's so heartbreaking, and I hate it so much, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm seeing her thinking, couldn't they, like, Hellboy 19, can't they recut that into, <laughs> into some episodes and make it a TV show, as it should have been, but. Honestly, I haven't seen the film, obviously, none of us have seen the film, mm-hmm. and it looks like none of us ever will, but the word that Warner Brothers used to describe it was unredeemable. It's absolutely, there's nothing you could do to this thing to make it, to fix it. And I feel bad for Leslie Grace, who starred in it, who... Mm -hmm. They need to make that up to her, because this this would have been her vehicle to absolute stardom. Yeah. I don't know, give her an animated series. They've got, we know they've got Harley Quinn, so they could do a good Batgirl animated series. I don't, I have no doubt of that. Yeah. I feel bad for her. I feel bad for the directing team, because it was two directors on this movie, Adele L. Arby and Bilal Fala. And if those names, they don't sound familiar to you, look at the credits of Miss Marvel. Uh-huh. So it's not it's like they can't now. do... Yeah, good stuff. We know that they can do some awesome stuff. A lot of the blame for all of this, at least to Warner Brothers' mind, is the old guard. And the thing about it, too, is it's not even just... It's not just Batgirl. The Scoob sequel movie has been canceled. A bunch of TV shows that were on HBO Max have been canceled. Oh, I haven't looked at those. I'm afraid that if I do, I'll get heartbroken. I better not. I'm going to stay away from it. A lot of that's still being determined at this point. (laughs) Now, a lot of people were worried about season two of Peacemaker. They're like, is everything on (laughs) that's DC going to get wiped? And according to James Gunn, no. They said, we're still a go, but... Obviously, what's going on right now is that the new management at Warner Brothers Discovery, they're wanting to revamp stuff. Now, if they have the ability to do things really well and turn the ship around, because we both have complained about Warner Brothers (laughs) and their marketing debacles and a lot of the things that they've put out there that haven't been handled very well. If this is a sea change that's going to bring us better stuff, I'm all for it. And I have to say that if you're going to be willing to shelve a film, even though you've got 70 to 90 million already in and it's already done, if you're willing to say, no, we're the best thing we can do for the brand is to shelf it, that's daring. And if they're willing to do that, they may be willing to do what it takes to really build the brand. But this is going to be scorched earth. Anything that doesn't work isn't going to get any kind of a break. <laughs> And there have been a lot of good stuff that's DC and that's on HBO Max. I know you've been watching Harley Quinn, and mm-hmm. you just finished season three, right? It's coming out. I've seen the first two episodes. Oh, okay. And the, a new episode's come out on Thursday, so a new episode should be out tonight. Okay. Yep. Uh, have you seen it yet? I have seen bits and pieces. Uh, I, have okay. not, I haven't uh-huh. had a chance to sit through and start watching it. I mm-hmm. had to admit that... When I first heard about it, I wasn't that excited Uh because I saw the Harley Quinn animated movie that Warner Brothers put out that has another Big Bang Theory alum, Michelle Rauch, Uh who does the voice of Harley Quinn. Oh, I didn't know about that. And Uh Kevin Conroy was the voice of Batman in it. And it's terrible. Oh, okay. It's it's the worst. Mm -hmm. It's the worst. And nothing against, like I said, Michelle Rauch Uh and certainly nothing against Kevin Conroy, but it's just, Mm -hmm. it's... 
No, I haven't seen that at all. Consider yourself lucky because it's really bad. It's really terrible. And so when I saw that there's going to be another Harley Quinn comedic series and it was going to have another actor from The Big Bang Theory, I was like, okay, I know. It's not going to be any good. Okay. But the writing was a heck of a lot better. And I mean, like I said, the few snippets of things that I've seen, I've been like, wow, this is is actually better than I thought it was going to be. Assuming that we're going to be able to, again, we know that HBO Max is going away now. Whether that means that those of us who have HBO Max subscriptions will now have plus subscriptions instead. And again, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, but the reason I have an HBO Max subscription Mm -hmm. is I have AT&T Wireless. Me too. Yeah, that's what I get. I can yeah. through my wireless. Yeah. yeah. So whether that's going to continue that way or this is going to turn into now we got to start paying for it, I don't know. But mm-hmm. I guess we'll mm-hmm. find out. Yes, but again, it's just a matter of what's going to happen next because mm-hmm. honestly, it's like all I've been keeping up with as far as the streaming wars has been crazy. Netflix is still having issues. And of course, after the final season of Stranger Things, that goes away. Yeah. And we're seeing shows on Netflix getting canceled left and right. That's always been an issue, but apparently that's picked up even more. Although tomorrow we get Sandman. That's right. Oh, I'd forgotten that Sandman's coming out tomorrow. Yay. I've Uh, seen some clips from it. Oh, it looks so good. uh, You know, uh, Gwen, is it Gwen Christie who's playing Lucifer? Yeah. Oh, man. She is, because I saw her. And I saw the actress playing Mazikeen, and of course I was a Lucifer fan, seeing that vastly different take like, on it's it. It's the yeah. same character, but so different. It's so, it's so exciting. And then I saw a scene with with Death, and it just it look. I have no idea what the plot's gonna be. Just what maybe heard from uh, like the comic book. I don't know if they'll go that way, but it seems it's like so that they're exciting. gonna be taking some stuff from mm-hmm. the comic books. They are talking about. How this is like where the comics, where Dream had been captured for years by occultists, which is how Sandman comic series starts. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they're going down that road also because yeah. a lot of what we're going to be seeing has to do with how Dream's kingdom has fallen apart since he's been gone for so long. And so I'm excited to see it. That'll mm-hmm. be awesome to see. And also, I've been hearing rumors about Disney Plus has been in talks to get the streaming rights for Doctor Who. Really? Oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. So now that uh, Mm -hmm. Doctor Who is under the auspices of Bad Wolf, apparently Mm -hmm. that is a deal that could happen. Okay. I would have figured that it would wind up staying on BBC America. You would Mm -hmm. think that would be it. Well, there are some episodes on HBO Max right now. Uh, Some of the older episodes. Yeah, you can watch some of it, not all of it. uh, Right. And I have to admit, I would prefer to for it to be on Disney Plus because, of course, you're going to wind up seeing it commercial-free, which <laughs> I much prefer, which I much prefer. Uh-huh. But, of course, I've also been watching a lot of the trailers for Marvel properties and DC properties that came out on Comic-Con. The She-Hulk trailer, there was a lot more stuff added there, for sure. Oh, okay. Seeing the cameo at the end of that, that last trailer was interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, so they're going to... They're going to continue on with this lawyer theme since we get Daredevil at the end, which was amazing. Uh, so it's like Charlie Cox. He's is, just everywhere. He's, he's like our new Stan Lee or where's Waldo? Like, where's he going to show up next? Yeah, where are we getting Daredevils? Of course, we already knew that he was going to be an Echo. 
But the fact he's going to wind up making an appearance in She-Hulk to some degree, we don't know how much, but that's interesting. Charlie Cox is apparently his dance card is full when it comes to Marvel, <laughs> which is wonderful. But obviously, like I said, we got Sandman coming tomorrow and then we'll have, I think it's August 17th is when we start to see She-Hulk. Oh, that's faster than I thought. Yeah, it's so like that, that's a Wednesday, so that's gonna that's pretty much taking the spot where uh, Miss Marvel was, right? Mm-hmm. Opening on Wednesdays, okay. Yeah, Wednesdays has become like the new thing for uh, for Marvel that they're releasing stuff on Wednesday, which is works for me. I yep. like mm-hmm. getting up early on a Wednesday and catching whatever new Marvel show is open. Great. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. And of course, September is when we start to see D23, and I figure we're going to get a lot more information. I had said that, and a lot of people had said, "Don't get your hopes up about getting a lot of." stuff from San Diego Comic-Con from Marvel because obviously they were going to hold back the really big things. But of course they released a bunch of good stuff. And mm. we got that Black Panther 2 trailer. Uh, yeah. That was that was a weepy so moment. So bittersweet. I'm like, yes, I want it, but oh, you know. It's, yeah, for uh. sure. And of course we saw the She-Hulk trailer and of course we got to see on the DC side, we got to see Black Adam. And of course we, surprisingly enough, Kevin Feige decided to reveal what we were going to be getting for Phase 5 and Phase 6. That realizing how many years that timeline represents, (laughs) I'm at the age now, I'm like, okay, how long am I going to get to live to see, am I going to get to see all of this stuff? I don't know. (laughs) But Marvel's going to be like Days of Our Lives and General Hospital. It's just going to go on forever. I think ultimately for Marvel, I think the big thing that I hope that they realize. And it's I think they're starting to get the idea a little bit, but I hope that they fully realize that superhero movie means really it's you can do any kind of movie you want and just have superheroes in it. And certainly with Miss Marvel, you saw that, hey, a family comedy does work as a superhero using superhero plus any anything really works if the writing is good, if if all the pieces are in place. I think it's Great, and I think that I real. I hope DC gets the same idea. I hope Warner Brothers, with this new management, also realizes that just because it's a superhero movie, you don't have to get stuck in a box. You can do all kinds of things. You can tell all kinds of stories using superhero tropes and using those characters. And the sky's a burn. You could do a horror movie. Absolutely, mm-hmm. there's a lot of options that you have, and. I haven't seen Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark, but I know there was a Superman musical, so why not? Here's something else, and this is, of course, completely speculation, although I've been hearing this a lot online, but, you know, Henry Cavill, that whole issue with they were expecting him to show up at Comic-Con, that they were going to announce that he was going to be in Black Adam as Superman, that he's coming back as Superman. (laughs) Everybody in their headcanon was like, that's what the big thing DC mm-hmm. and Warner Brothers is going to do at Comic-Con. They're going to have Henry Cavill come out and they're going we're going to be all excited and it didn't happen <laughs> not even a little bit. And people were so upset and disappointed. But what I'm hearing now and again complete utter speculation can't prove a lick of this. But supposedly one of the announcements that we're going to get at D23 is that Henry Cavill will be joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe as Reed Richards. He is going to be the Reed Richards for... Really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Which I can see it. Yeah, yeah. You can see it. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, take that with with a a pillar of salt. (laughs) 
take that with a complete lot's wife length of salt on that one because there's no there is absolutely no telling but it's going to be exciting to see what happens and certainly next week we're definitely going to have to talk about that first episode of well the thing about it is 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 Netflix going to release the whole series first series or are we going to be oh are they going to split it up like they did Stranger Things I don't know that's a good we'll question see. I don't know if that's going to happen but we I, shall see and with that said we come <laughs> to the end of episode 159. Thank you for listening and tune in next time for the latest geek news and views with the Geek Watch podcast. For Mandy Petrie, this is Brian Hatcher reminding all the geek watchers out there, we're all geeky about something. Be proud of yours. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Geek Watch podcast. If you enjoyed this program, don't forget to like and subscribe on your preferred platform and share this podcast on your social media. For links to all the ways you can listen to the Geek Watch podcast, as well as leave comments and suggestions, visit our website at geekwatch.net. The Geek Watch Podcast is a Hanging J production. <laughs>